You're listening to Asbury University's Chapel Podcast, recorded live from our campus in Wilmore, Kentucky. Asbury's Chapel Service hosts speakers from around the world to inspire academic excellence and spiritual vitality. We hope you enjoy today's message. Welcome to Chapel, Asbury. Welcome to our online guests who join us for worship this morning. Uh, this is our outpouring celebration chapel. It was 364 days ago that we experienced an extraordinary move of God. That holy outpouring of the love of God that began on the morning of February 8th, and it spontaneously continued across 16 days, having a historic impact on our campus, on the church, and around the world on many. It was hope and light that flooded Hughes and flooded Wilmore as Jesus was tangibly present with us. And Asbury, we have two events uh, that I want to highlight this morning uh, that are part of us celebrating outpouring this week. Uh, Lunch today. Come and hear behind-the-scenes stories, how AU responded to the press, to thousands of uninvited guests, and uh, how AU supported massive logistics that were part of the surprise last February. So bring your tray to Doherty Dining Room, 11.30 to 1.30. So just come and go uh, as, as you're in the calf and have to go to class uh, to be a part of that at lunch. Tomorrow, you're invited to come and to celebrate and give thanks Uh, for what God has done. It's a community celebration uh, with local churches and uh, ministries that were a big part of serving during outpouring. And uh, there will be a section reserved for students. So as you come tomorrow night uh, for that at 7 p.m., come through the Reasoner doors uh, behind me to my left that you're all familiar with. Today our worship is going to be centered around scripture, singing, uh, hearing student stories of what we experienced together last February and how the story has continued. Asbury, two realities are true at the same time. The outpouring of the Spirit of God was beautiful, and we are still figuring it out a year later. The 16 days were transformational for many of you. And for many of you, they were complex. The story of outpouring is like the story of the gospel. It's still unfolding. And we're still working out its complete meaning. And its complete meaning is still being worked out in us. When Jesus healed the man who was lowered through the roof by his friends, It was messy, and it was the real deal. There was a hole in the roof, and there was a healed man whose sins were forgiven. We are in this together. Today, we're going to begin our call to worship with the reading of Scripture. And whenever we say, this is God's word, your response is, And we believe it. 
The sun radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. And he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. This is God's word. Urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasant to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. This is, this is the word of God. Where shall I go from your spirit, or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost, uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, and the light about me by night. Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day, for darkness is as light with you. This is the word of God. And we believe it. Revelation 4, 8 through 11 says, Each of these living beings had six wings, and their wings were covered all over with eyes, inside and out. Day after day and night after night, they keep on saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the Almighty, the one who always was, who is, and who is still to come. Whenever the living beings give glory and honor and thanks to the one sitting on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down and worship the one sitting on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever. And they lay their crowns before the throne and say, You are worthy, O Lord our God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things and they exist because you created what you pleased. This is God's word. Hebrews 12, 1 through 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. This is the word of God. Titus 2, 11 through 14. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness, and to purify for himself a people for his own possession, who are zealous for good works. This is the word of God. Well, good morning. It is a joy to be with you and to be able to remember and share together all that God has done, all that God is doing, and all that he continues to do. And as Greg and the team were preparing and praying over today, we knew that we wanted to hear from you. We wanted to hear your stories about the outpouring from your unique perspective and lens. And so I'm grateful this morning to have with us Lena, who is now a recent grad and is at the Asbury Theological Seminary, Charlie, Elena, and Canaan. And the funny thing about, as Greg mentioned, talking about the outpouring is that it is a story that we're still learning, and then it's a story that is still being written. And so it's complex to be able to share it, but we know that the stories this morning will only scratch the surface of all that God was doing in those days. And 
we want to invite you this week to remember together, to share with your classmates, your faculty, your staff, other members of our community, your story, whatever it may be. Because as we remember together, as Greg mentioned, it was a complex time. There are lots of realities at play, but we hold before God all of those realities, all the complexities, the fear, the doubt, the question, and we bring them before God and our community because God stands right in the midst of them, and he speaks a better word over each one. So as you lean in today, you may hear stories that are familiar to you and are similar to your own, or they may be completely different, and that's okay. We invite your story this week and wherever God is meeting you. You'll hear stories of wrestling, and you'll hear stories of hope. And God is still very much writing each one of our stories, mine, mine included. So lean in as we enjoy this conversation together. So Lena, would you walk us through how you sense the spirit moving the day before February 8th, so a year ago today? So um, as a student, the day before the outpouring, I was a part of a witnessing circle that happened in the CLC. And it was just a time to commemorate the lives of individuals um, that were sold into slavery in Lexington, Kentucky, and they were noted in public records. Um, and so it was led by Shay Brown, Dr. Brown, a couple of faculty and staff, um, and some students. Um, and so the time was solely focused on the recognizing and reflecting of the lives, um, but also the selling and separating and abuse of black persons um, in Lexington, Kentucky. And so just standing there and reading the records with um, faculty and staff and other students in the room, um, I really felt that God was present and he was also grieving and reflecting um, and honoring the lives um, of those as well. And so standing with me, I was just also like understanding that he was sympathizing just with me as um, an African-American woman um, to be able to give me a voice to speak out um, just with like the experience of the families in Lexington, Kentucky that didn't have a voice during that time and still in some ways don't have a voice. And I was just reminded that our father cares and he shows up when there is injustice um, and even ways where we don't see him working all the time. We know that he is working um, because he's faithful. And so um, towards like the middle and the end of the time together, I really sensed a deep um, filling of the room of his glory as um, Ben Black and George Dumaine, who are part of um, the gospel choir, um, they sung Lift Every Voice and Sing, which is the Black National Anthem. Um, and it was almost like the Lord was just getting started with joining us in with songs um, of just pain and grief, but also freedom and justice and rejoicing. Um, and so one of the lines of the Black National Anthem was out of the gloomy past, Till, till now we stand at last, where the white gleam of our bright store is cast. God of our weary years, God of our silent tears, thou who has brought us thus far on the way, thou who has thy might led us into the light, keep us forever in the path we pray. And so my emotions connected with the suffering and pain um, and freedom of black Americans, but also as I was looking around the room, it was kind of like all emotions were raw, no one knew what to say, almost like the hours going into the outpouring where there was just silence. Students were at the altar just weeping and grieving, but also kind of like expecting God to do something in a marvelous way. Um, and so we would soon see in 24 hours that later on, um, gospel choir had practice like we usually do, 
And again, the Lord shows up and his glory is just like sprinkling down on us um, as we're communing together, practicing songs, laughing. Um, and then we had a review that night in Hughes because we were scheduled to sing in chapel the next day. Um, and about two hours of working on it with IT, a majority of gospel choir left and some of us stayed. Um, and Ben Black was kind of in the corner of the room, like right over there. Um, and he was just like, going around and praying, um, and he basically sensed that there was spiritual warfare of just light and darkness battling with one another. Um, and if you know George Dumaine, he was kind of like, Ben, what, what are you saying? Like, what's going on? Um, and he was just like, I think we just need to pray and cover the space um, like we usually do, but this time it was more intense. We, they, we stay there for maybe like 45 minutes just praying. Um, and we go back to our rooms, our houses, and we sleep the next day. Um, we come to Hughes, and it was just a normal chapel, as we thought. And um, George and I were leading a song, and again, we just felt as the community and the students were singing a song that we were leading, that everyone was actually joining in together in a very different way that the community has never done before. And if you've like been in chapel with gospel choir, we are always doing upbeat songs or a song that's really slow with movement. But this time I really sensed that as God's heartbeat was um, joining with ours, that we were all on one accord as um, the body of Christ. And so we eventually ended our music and our time together. Um, and we came back on stage after Zach had given a great word. Um, and again, George and I looked at each other and we were like, oh my gosh, like, He's here just in the way that he filled the room in the CLC. His glory just, his glory just broke out. Um, and it was really hard to get through the next couple of songs, but we definitely sense like our father is here. He's with us. Um, and so as I was just processing, like I knew that I needed more. I knew that the friends and family that I know are going through grief and pain, but also questioning needed to experience that as well. Um, and so for me as a student during that time, I was really focusing on like, God, how can I be present before you? How can I be open and listening to what you want for me? But I think a major piece um, of experiencing that time was just looking around, seeing everyone else in their own pocket, dealing with the Lord, so then we can communally be able to come together and see what he's doing in our lives. And so that was my time. Thank you, Lena. Charlie, can you walk us through what you were experiencing those first couple of hours of February the 8th? Yeah. Um, it's kind of funny. For me, chapel on February 8th was just how it sounded. It was just kind of chapel for me. Um, I walked in, and the gospel choir was singing, which is not typically w what I would imagine is like, man, this is what I like, would praise God to all the time. It was different for me. Um, and yet, by the end of the first song that you guys were singing, I already knew. I was like, I'm, I'm going to be 10 minutes late to lunch. Like, if, if they keep singing, like, I, I'm going to stick around and I'm going to worship. Um, and so, throughout chapel, um, I honestly couldn't tell you much of what was said. Sorry, Zach. Um, <laughs> it was all good, <laughs> but yeah. Um, and then chapel ended, and there was... I don't know exactly how many people, but there were just a few of us left. And there was this moment, I was standing right where you are, Liam, about 30 minutes after it ended, around like 11.20. And 
over half the people that were here were at the altar. Um, and it was just like the Holy Spirit fell on us and I can't describe it. Um, words fall short. But there was this moment when the gospel choir, after so long of playing, eventually came down because um, your hands were hurting and because you guys were tired and it got really, really quiet in here. And all that I could hear was the people at the altar crying and praying for each other and all of the people behind me praying. And I was like, we as a community were just like falling down right there and we were looking up at those words, holiness unto the Lord. And it was like all together we were saying, we're not that. We're, we're not holy, we're not worthy. And we were just falling before God and he was grabbing us and pulling us a little bit deeper in. And he was saying like, come closer, come a little bit deeper. Um, and then something really wild began to happen and students would come up and start quietly playing the piano without bringing any, any attention to themselves. And then people would run and grab guitars because they would say, this is how I can worship God. And so all of a sudden we were all coming together and sharing Bible verses and encouraging each other. Um, but for me, I was really hurting. Um, six months before outpouring, I lost my parents in a car accident. And so as I was standing there and we were watching God's like glory unfold in front of us, I was going, I know that you're good. I've seen your redemption, but I don't feel it. I, I don't see it. And so I ended up sharing the testimony of how God saved me. Um, because I had to look back and I had to recognize, God, you, you've saved me from this. And so I, I don't believe it. I, I'm struggling with it, but I know that you can do it again. I know that you can bring redemption. I know that you can bring change. And he continued to just work in us and change us. And slowly, however many students were there, less than 30 grew as everyone was texting every single group chat that they were in being like, come to Hughes right now, you need to come. Um, and a group of us went out running into classrooms, um, interrupting the poor professors and saying like, I don't know what you guys are doing, but you guys should come to chapel like right now. Um, that's, that was one of my favorite things because that's what we're called to as believers, to share and to let Jesus into everything that we're doing, to welcome him in and to invite other people in. Thanks, Charlie. Elena, would you share kind of your posture towards God coming into the outpouring and then how you experienced the love of Jesus over the last 16 days? Yeah, um, so February is terrible. Um, especially last year, um, and I was in a really rough spot. Um, I was really, really, really angry with God um, 
for some context, uh, my best friend's mom, who um, acted like a second mother to me for since middle school, um, had been diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer um, a few months prior. Um, and I was just angry. <laughs> um, I didn't want to be in chapel that morning at all, but I needed the credit, you know. Um, and so I remember walking in the back doors and coming in and being like, it's lighter in here, what, what? And I was like, oh well, whatever. Um, chapel happened. I thought it was awesome, personally. Um, but afterwards, um, yeah, the gospel choir got back on stage and started singing Goodness of God, um, which I will never forget. Um, because I was standing in my seat, and I was like, I'm going to stay and worship, even though I really don't want to. Um, and um, I could not sing the words, couldn't get them out of my mouth. Like the lyrics say, like, all my life you have been faithful, all my life you have been so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. And I was standing there, like, I can't say that you're good. How how do you expect me to do that? I can't do that. Um, and two of my friends ended up right beside me, and I just completely came undone and just like sobbed. And I think I looked at them and I was like, well, altar time. I don't do that. that that's scary. Mm-mm. Um, but I went up and just like wept hysterically. Um, this was before we got tissues. It was problematic. Um, but I just like remember being at the altar just like filled with grief and filled with anger. Um, the song's still playing and just like screaming at God in my head. Um, like, what do you mean you're good? How am I supposed to say that you're good when my best friend's mom is dying? Like, you are strong enough to heal her. Why aren't you? Um, and, like, that is still something I carry. So anger is still here. Um, but it was in that moment that he, like, filled me with his peace. Um, and that is also something that's still here. Um, and I just remember, like, th this overwhelming sense of peace, and it didn't make any sense, and I, I didn't understand because, like, God didn't wait for me to decide that I liked him to come and meet with me. Um, he, did, he wasn't like, okay, so, like, you need to get over this, and then we can talk. No, he was like, okay, yeah, come yell at me. Like, let's talk about this. Um, and um, that was completely life-changing to me because um, for the first time in my life, I saw that, like, God sees me. He knows me. Um, and honestly, the outpouring has changed my life in a million ways that I can't even count. I'm a completely different person because of it. Um, and praise God. But more than anything... Um, what I've learned and what he's continued to show me throughout the past year is that he is Elroy. He is the God who sees. Um, and that's everything. Thanks, Elena. Keenan, how would you describe the doors that have been opened since the outpouring? Like, where have you witnessed the outpouring of God beyond Wilmore? And then what have you witnessed? Yeah. Um, 
For me, I had a similar experience like everyone else. I was there on the first day uh, before before it started, and then going global. Um, but for me, I wasn't I wasn't brave enough to come to the altar like Lena. I was ready for it. Like when they were singing the last song, I knew that I couldn't hold on to this. So I was like, okay, these tears are coming out. I need to I need to go somewhere. I can't sit in my seat anymore. So I dashed out the doors over on that side and went down to the male restroom and waited until everyone left the restroom and just cried and cried and cried so much. And <laughs> it was just yeah, that was that was my moment when I when I was experiencing how close God was with me. Um even at a Mayo restroom. <laughs> um, but then afterwards, uh, the Lord really opened up um, an enormous amount of doors for Asbury students, not just myself, to go to dip- different parts of the world to witness this. As we have seen throughout the 16 days, uh, there are people that are coming to us that's from Asbury, that's from Wilmore, but also people from all over the 50 states, from California. People would fly over to come here. Um, from South Korea, from the Netherlands, places that we don't even, you know, it's not that much talked about, but people are here and they want to witness that. And then for a bunch of us, a bunch of our students, throughout the summer, um, many of us were invited to go to different parts of the world to share about what we have, we have testified and what happened to, um, you know, during that 16 days. Uh, for me, I got invited to go to Thailand and there's this conference, um, and I was invited to share in front of 2,000 people. And I was so nervous about that. Um, since the start, when they invited me to go, until the moment that I was about to go on stage, I was super nervous about sharing um, to 2,000 strangers, basically. Um, but during that time, I was there a couple days before, before my sharing began, and people would just walk up to me and said, hey, I saw your name on the, on the speaker's list. Can I pray for you? Can I pray for you for, for your sharing? And there were just so many cases like that. People would come up to me and pray for me. And by the time that it's my turn to share, I honestly feel ready, um, ready to embrace that. And the Lord was really speaking through me um, during that sharing, sharing time. Uh, a lot of people were saying, that they've heard bits of how the outpouring happened and um, what it was about, but they never really heard the full story um, from the people in, in Thailand, and not just Thailand. Um, so when I was sharing, I looked down to, to the people that I'm sharing to. Uh, there were still like really awkward moments when I don't know what I'm talking about, but then I started seeing people crying I started p- seeing people um, like really listening to what, what, what God was trying to speak through me at that moment. And I was just like, God, even on stage, I was praying. I was like, God, how can I, how can I hold on to this? Like, this is too great of a tender souls that people, people are. I don't even know what am I supposed to say to them. Um, and then after that sharing, so many people, so many people came to me from different nations telling me that, Thank you. Thank you for being here for us. Thank you for traveling from the U.S. to Thailand to share your experience with us. People from Mongolia came to me and said, so you were there when it all happened? 
because I was streaming your services. I was streaming you guys' chapel during that time. And it's just crazy to me. Like, how often do I think about people in Mongolia streaming our chapel service? You know? And then, and it's not just that. Like, people from Malaysia, from Singapore, from the Philippines, from China, from Taiwan, from um, all the nearby Asian countries, uh, and then even going into Pakistan and Middle Eastern countries, they were all there at the conference um, hearing about what God has done for us. So it was really, really a crazy experience to see um, how this is not just a local thing. Yes, it happened here at Asbury, it happened in Wilmore, but it is not limited to us. Um, and that's what the students uh, and all of us are doing, is we're bringing this news to the rest of the world. Um, and it's just crazy to see how God has opened up all those doors. Um, and to conclude, I want to like, encourage everyone. I was reading Matthew this morning um, and praying about this specific sharing here. Um, and I was, again, very nervous. And then the Lord brought me to this verse where Jesus was saying, um, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. So you should pray to the God to send out more laborers for the harvest. And I want this to be an encouragement for all of us who were here, who witnessed it. Um, let that be an encouragement for us to really take up our responsibility of being, you know, we had the blessing to witness this firsthand and to not keep it to ourselves, but to bring it out there. Um, and for all the students who perhaps you were not here on the first day, or perhaps you weren't here in that 16th days, um, this is not limited to just students who were here, but you guys as well. I mean, you're still at Asbury, aren't you? So talk to people, you know, go to meetings like this, come to chapel, talk to people and ask them, hey, what has God done in your life that's worth noting, and how can we, how can we bring that news to more than just, just our local um, group? Um, yeah, so. Thanks, Kanan. As we close our time, I wonder if you would mind praying for us and for the work of God to continue a fresh outpouring here on campus, but also around the world, because we know God's not done with us. Yeah, let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we come before you once again. And Lord, we are just so thankful, so thankful for your great mercy. God, as we look back from this year, um, it's crazy to think, to see that it's been a year since the outpouring has happened. And to count your blessings and to see the things that you have done, the doors that you have opened, the lives that you have changed. Oh Lord, may we not be bothered by the little inconvenience that this, this outpouring has brought to our campus. Help us to focus on you and focus on how you have changed lives through us. And Lord, help us to be humble servants. Help us to be clean vessels that you can use, that you can empower us to go in different fields, whether that's missionary, pastor, or it's whatever major that we are in, whatever um, work fields that we get into in the future. Lord, help us not forget your great blessing. Help us remember this very day that you have revealed yourself to us in a very, very special way. Lord, we just thank you for all of this. 
Um, and we ask that you would be with us as we go about um, sharing, praying for people, um, serving others, that you would be with us and protect us. We know that the, um, Satan is not happy with what we're doing here, and we ask for your special protection um, for all the things that you have empowered us to do. Jesus, we love you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray.